This is episode number 148 of the To Birth and Beyond podcast. We're so excited to have you with us on this episode of To Birth and Beyond. I'm Jesse Mundell, mom, kinesiologist, and fitness coach to pregnant and current moms. And I'm Anita Lambert, mom, pelvic health and orthopedic physiotherapist with a focus on women's health. On the show, we provide information and education on fitness, the pelvic floor, fertility, pregnancy, birth, postpartum, and women's health. We offer a brave space to have candid and vulnerable conversations on the struggles and joys of motherhood, including all aspects of our physical, mental, and emotional health. While you're listening in, please remember that the information on the show is not meant to diagnose or treat any medical conditions. Please speak with your medical provider for all things related to your healthcare. We're so excited to have you. Let's dive into today's show. Hi, my friends. It's Jesse jumping in here before today's show. I have a little announcement for you. I am hosting a live online workshop on Wednesday, November 18th, complimentary to you. It is called a complete fitness plan for thriving and not just surviving during your pregnancy and postnatal journey. So this is for you, whether you consider yourself to be an athlete, you're just getting into exercise for the very first time, or you're anywhere in between. Live on the workshop, we're going to cover why you might be feeling unprepared for your pregnancy or postpartum journey, and why that is not in any way your fault, and we'll talk about how you can shift and solve that. We'll talk about what a more evidence-based and supportive approach to preparing and rehabbing your body post-pregnancy is like so that you can thrive and not feel like you're only barely surviving. We will also talk about exactly what kind of exercise you might want to focus on during every stage of your pregnancy and postpartum time and what you might consider avoiding. And of course, we'll discuss why postpartum is about way, way more than only trying to look like you've never been pregnant before and why the focus on dropping the pounds and the baby weight quickly can actually be really harmful to us. I would love to have you there. Come meet me on the internet Wednesday, November 18th at 10 a.m. Pacific and 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And we'll chat for about an hour about all the pregnancy and postpartum exercise, pelvic floor and body image type questions that might be on your mind. And even if you can't make the live time, do be sure to register anyways and I'll send that recording along to you after. Go ahead, register now. The link is in today's show notes. You can also go to jessiemundell.com slash complete. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of To Birth and Beyond. It's Jesse Mundell. And Anita Lambert. Today, we are answering a question that I get asked all the time working in pregnancy and postpartum exercise, and that is, should I stop working out at the end of pregnancy? Anita, do your people ask you this too? I do. I get this a lot. And I think what I've seen shift is I end up seeing people who want to keep exercising. So that's actually part of the reason why they come into physio is because they're like, I want to know how to do this efficiently or safely or, you know, make it the most comfortable. So I think a lot of people come in wanting not to stop, but wanting to know what to do. Okay. Yes. This is exactly what I get too from our people. 
into pregnancy and beyond our fitness coaching program or in the DMS, they, I think that they have heard from maybe medical providers or the internet that they should stop working out at a certain point. And for a lot of people, I usually get asked around like 35 to 37 weeks pregnant. Should I stop working out now? Like, should I be resting? Should I be doing nothing? And like you said, but I still actually want to keep moving and I'm feeling okay. So what's here with that? So we'll always preface this with it is always up for you to decide what you want to do with your own body at any time, especially during pregnancy. If you feel like it is the right move for you to stop working out at any time in pregnancy, regardless of whether it's at the start or the finish, then go ahead, stop. If you are a person though, who wants to continue, then let's talk about some of those reasons why you might want to, and how we can continue to do that in a way that supports your physical comfort, your mental health and your energy. And so, I think something, sorry, just before yeah. we, we continue, I think there's something to bring up too that I hear a lot is, uh, especially in the first trimester, but some people have the nausea throughout all of pregnancy that it, that morning sickness is not necessarily just in the morning and not necessarily just the first trimester, but people have a guilt around, I feel horrible. I don't feel like I can exercise, but I keep being told I should. And I tell people like, your focus is to get through the day, you're growing a little human being. So if you're so nauseous and you can't exercise and you can't do movement, like that is okay to not feel bad about that. Um, and if there comes a point in your pregnancy where you're feeling better or you're feeling more motivated, because also if you feel like that, like you don't want to exercise. So to know, don't feel bad. If you're feeling so horrible, you can't exercise. Even if other people are saying you need to do something, you got to get through your day. Oh my gosh. Yes, absolutely. All right. So let's talk about this. So number one, there is no date. There's no week in pregnancy where you need to stop exercising just because uh, that's what the internet told you to do. Perhaps there are medical contraindications that your primary care provider has advised you to stop exercising because of, but that's not what we're going to be talking about here today on this episode. So let's talk about things to consider about exercising at the end of your pregnancy, if that's what you want to be doing. So number one, movement might help you to feel more physically comfortable. And I think that this is something that is not a thing that we tend to think of right away. We think of people being uncomfortable at the end of their pregnancy, and that's the reason why maybe they think they should stop when in fact, actually doing some movement, some exercise, moving around in whatever capacity you're able to might help you more so with your physical comfort than not moving. Yeah, I totally agree with this. And I see this all the time. And I love seeing clients being surprised that this is the case. Because I see it often, you know, if you're experiencing pain, for example, pelvic girdle pain, which we've talked about a lot, and I see it a lot on social media. So that could be pain in the pubic symphysis. So the front of your pelvis, your SI joint, your tailbone, your low back, um, and people get told if you have this pain, then avoid X, Y, and Z. I prefer to look at it. And more so what I think is, has been really helpful is 
okay, so you're having this pain and it doesn't mean don't move. It means let's find a way for you to move that feels better. And there are even exercises that could then help those uncomfortable movements feel better. So rather than being like pain equals avoid and don't do, let's instead find movement that feels good for you. Yeah, love it. And we'll get into some of those specifics as we go here today. But I think that that is such a different mindset and way of thinking about pregnancy exercise than what a lot of us have been handed. So the second thing is that movement can really help to support your mental and emotional health. And the end of pregnancy can be a difficult time for a lot of people. There can be, you know, more stress, more anxiety. There can be a lot of fears that might be coming up for people. So really, you can look at exercise and movement as being an opportunity to help support you in all the feelings that are happening at this time. So don't forget that endorphins are real. Like they are so real. And I find I even forget this myself as a fitness coach, as a kinesiologist, after every workout, I'm like, wow, yeah, I do feel better. Like, how is this still happening? Like 20 years of exercising, but it's so true. It can really help to support you mentally and emotionally. It can help you to complete the stress cycle of maybe a difficult moment or a difficult day. It can help you to manage your anxiety. There really are just so many mental health benefits to moving your body around. And the other thing that I'll mention here too, like you were saying, Anita, is with you know, this morning sickness that might not only be in the morning or this nausea that is not just the first trimester. That was my experience through two full-term pregnancies, basically all day sickness, 24 seven of nausea, not vomiting. I want to make that distinction here and just like very, very low energy. And this ramped back up for me in the third trimester with both pregnancies, which can also be a common experience. And I will say that for me, strength training and exercise was, it felt like the one moment in my day that could be a distraction to that. So if you're also someone who is dealing with some nausea, it might be worth trying some moving around, even if that is some gentle walking or just like rolling around on the floor doing some mobility exercise, it might, again, help to support your mental and emotional health and that it is purely a distraction. And the third thing that we wanted to talk about, circling back to what we were saying a little bit earlier, is that we can modify for physical discomfort and lower energy. So again, like we were saying, Movement can be a thing to help you feel more comfortable physically. And now let's actually talk about how we can do that. So the first thing that I'll usually try or how we schedule our prenatal workouts in, say through the end of that last month of pregnancy, is just decrease the time length that you're exercising for. So if you're really starting to notice, yeah, my energy is starting to dwindle here. And yes, the longer I'm on my feet, the more achy my pelvis feels. Let's just cut the workout time down. Start there and see how we do. Yeah, no, I think that's really important. And I think this also prepares you for postpartum. Um, 
at any point postpartum. Uh, and I see a lot of this in clients and I know Jess, you and I experienced this, that especially when you're going into your first, um, having your, your first little one is in pregnancy or pre-pregnancy, you may have had more time to work out. Um, and then once you have a little one, you may find when you get back to workouts, you don't have the same amount of time. So it kind of is preparing you physically, but also mentally for that likely shift in how much time you'll be able to exercise. Totally. It's really prep to bust your all or nothing mindset around workouts and movement. So another thing that I recommend to my people a lot is to scale back the length of time you're spending going for intentional walks. And I know that that is not typical advice that we hear for pregnancy. I think the most typical advice about prenatal exercise would be just keep walking and just keep walking that baby out right to the end. And what I find for a lot of my people is that walking is actually the thing that can irritate their bodies and can ramp up the physical discomfort that they might be feeling. So not at all to say don't go for walks, but if you're noticing that you are having a bit more aches, pain, discomfort after going for walks, again, ramp down that time, play with the pace, you can stop going for walks. And that is okay. I think a lot of people feel some feelings about that because they're told to like, just keep going. And walking is the very best thing that you can do for yourself. But it's okay if you stop going for walks at the end of pregnancy and maybe just try some movement that actually feels better instead. Yeah, I think, yeah, it's not always heard that advice. And um, yeah, I think finding movement and movement that's enjoyable. Um, And I think part of the walks is being outdoors that I know a lot of people find really helpful, not just physically, but mentally as well. And I would say with this too, like if you are finding walking uncomfortable with the end of pregnancy and it's something you want to keep doing, the biggest thing I find with clients is tweaking your positioning when you're walking. And if I see clients earlier in pregnancy, like we started from day one and I know Jess, you go through this, um, with your clients as well as that's what I find often is contributing to the achiness at the end is kind of having the weight back. Um, and there's, we could do a whole episode. Maybe we should do an episode actually on that, um, that I find it's more to do with, with pregnancy, especially near the end, belly is growing, chest is growing. So there's more weight in the front. And so it shifts our weight back. And I find if we can tweak that, um, when you're actually walking, you might be able to continue and feel good doing it. So that's a good idea. I will make note. We will do an episode yes. on that. Write it down. Okay. That's such a great point. All right. So if you're a person who wants to continue strength training through to the end of pregnancy, that is also totally allowed, which I think people feel maybe a bit nervous to at times, but yes, absolutely. Unless there are any specific contraindications, continuing resistance training, strength training is something that our clients are doing throughout to the very end of pregnancy. What you might want to do is start to vary the actual body positions that you're using during those workouts. So what you'll see in our two pregnancy and beyond workout programming in the prenatal track is more seated exercises. 
exercises lying on your side on the floor, exercises using an incline weight bench. I like to think of them as more rest-based exercises. And I was thinking about this actually earlier in the week when I was doing a workout because I was doing clamshells, like a resistance banded clamshell and how people like to hate on clamshells. But I'm like, you get to lie down and exercise. Like those are the two things that I'm interested in most of the time and particularly during the end of pregnancy. Like it's okay to lie down and do some exercises. Yeah, I think that's great to uh, to bring that up. And it's it's, you know, giving people permission. I think sometimes we need to hear that to know like that is okay um, to change how you're doing exercises. Um, or even for some people, it might be introducing new exercise, which I think is another thing too. People get told, don't do anything you've never done before. But it's more towards the line of like, if you never ran before pregnancy, maybe at 30 weeks, it's not a great time to take up running. It's more about that um, type of intensity and exercise versus maybe changing up how you're doing strength training exercises or introducing other things like yoga or Pilates. Those can be fine to actually introduce in pregnancy. Again, as long as medically there's been no issue with um, your care provider saying don't exercise those types of exercises could be fine to introduce in pregnancy. Yeah. So, so good. All right. And the last one, this is totally your wheelhouse, Anita, but some added emphasis on mobility and pelvic floor relaxation at the end of pregnancy might be the ticket for you. Yeah, this is just so, so key. And for so many reasons. So one of them is to do with symptoms So again, commonly I see all the time our clients, uh, prenatal clients with pelvic girdle pain. So like I was saying, pubic symphysis, tailbone, back, hip, um, SI pain. And often they've been told or they've read, you know, don't don't do certain exercises, including like don't open your knees. You got to keep your legs together. Um, All of these different things. Don't do asymmetrical exercises. And what they're surprised to see is we actually incorporate a lot of different mobility exercises and that's what actually changes their pain and makes it better. So among other things we do address um, with pelvic girdle pain, stress is a big component um, of why we experience that type of pain as well. So mobility is so, so key for pain or symptoms, back pain as well, but also in preparation for labor and birth. We want you to be able to get into different labor positions comfortably and that are familiar and feel good for you while you're in labor. That's actually going to help your body work with baby to help them be born. So it's just really key to introduce it in pregnancy. So then once labor day comes, it's not something completely new or foreign to your body. Um, So that is a big part. And then pelvic floor relaxation. So this can again help for symptoms, whether it's pelvic pain, um, even if you're leaking pee with certain things like coughing, sneezing, laughing exercise, it could be that you need to focus on relaxing these muscles versus necessarily just the activation um, of your pelvic floor. But then also, even if you have zero symptoms during pregnancy, during the actual event of labor and birth, you want to know how to connect and relax your pelvic floor, basically to help uh, open the exit for baby to be born um, for a vaginal birth. So really, really key 
can be helpful for pregnancy symptoms and comfort, but then also if you're thinking ahead to the actual event of birth, mobility and pelvic floor relaxation are just so, so key. Love it. All right, friends. So yes, if you're wondering, can I keep exercising right to the end of my pregnancy? Absolutely. If it feels like the right move for you and you're looking for some ways to help make it more comfortable and beneficial for you, we hope this is helpful and we hope you can keep moving in ways that you love. We hope you enjoyed listening to this episode of the To Birth and Beyond podcast. You can find any links or resources we discussed in the show notes at tobirthandbeyond.com. And if you enjoyed today's show, we would love for you to leave us a review on iTunes and subscribe to the To Birth and Beyond podcast in iTunes or Stitcher. 